The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to talk about Dublin uh, first and foremost. It has made it into the top 10 most expensive cities in Europe, moving up from 13th place uh, last year to 9th this year, uh, ranking uh, 38th uh, globally. It has risen six places. Uh, Saoirse Hanley is with me. She's a features writer with the Irish Independent. Uh, Saoirse, does Dublin represent good value for money? I would like the long answer or the short answer? <laughs> you can give me I one somewhere in between. In between, I would say, I mean, I think it depends on, on the, the metrics and, and what, you know, I think it can vary across the board. But in general, I think it, it doesn't, you know, that we have, you know, I, I love Dublin. I've lived here for about seven years now, originally from Cork, but love Dublin. And I've always found that when it comes to things like prices, you know, if you want to do any of these things, you're going to have to pay them. So I think it's very easy to block them out. And I know I do that. Where if something rises in price, I think, oh, well, look, I'm going to, I'm still going for dinner. So, you know, at this point, it, it's going to have to be a certain high price. But I think it's when you like this, have a list like, like the, you know, the 10 most expensive and we're ranking there that you do have to question that. And for me, I just think it doesn't. You know, I'm in a bit of a unique position having just come back literally two days ago from a trip to Barcelona. And it was a world away in terms of price and value. Even somewhere now, a big touristy place like Barcelona, it's somewhere I would expect prices to be higher. Me too. I mean, I was I was over there for, for the Formula One Grand Prix. So we were we spent a lot of time outside of it. And I expected all of the low prices there because, you know, it's it's not we weren't in touristy areas, things like that. But we, we, we came in on the last night for, for dinner and a few drinks and there was five of us and we had a starter, we all had a main each, two big jugs of sangria, each made with its own bottle of prosecco, and I think it came to a hundred and ten roundabouts, all in. And, and Whereas, is, it, is it food and drink where you notice the, the, the biggest price differential? I think so. And I mean, I suppose that I would be most aware of purely because, you know, I haven't rented in other European cities just yet. So things like that and a lot of those utilities, you know, kind of those are going, are kind of rising everywhere you go. But for food and drink, I think that's probably the thing that we spend most on. At least I know personally, it probably is. And it's when I'm elsewhere that I notice it, it really racking up. You know, I I divide the money that I have each week and what I'm going to spend it on. And I, I leave a certain amount aside for going for dinner or going for drinks or someone's birthday or things like that. And almost nine times out of 10, it will well exceed what I've even put aside. Because even I'm operating on the idea that it's going to be less than it is. <laughs> I'm well aware of how much it's going to cost. And even then, it somehow is always more. Martin Hart is with me in studio, the CEO of the Temple Bar Company. Martin, does Dublin represent value for money? Yeah, look, I think, uh, as Sarah said, it, it's, it's, it's a complex situation when you're talking about capital cities. Capital cities tend to be more expensive. You know, no matter where you go or what you do, you go to London, you go to Paris, you go to New York, you go wherever, uh, even Barcelona, prices are more expensive. So, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say Dublin, you know, can't be expensive, but what I do think you can find is value for money if you look. And I suppose what I, you know, the type of things that we, we never use when we come into these arguments, and I'm obsessed with this, particularly in terms of the, the kind of cultural offering you have, you know, you can go to the natural history History Museum uh, there uh, in, in, in Dublin too, it's the grand price of free. You go to the National History Museum, which I did with my kids in London, and it's £22 each. That's a big difference. So, look, Dublin does offer a huge, and I think it's often undervalued and undersung, the value and the, uh, the, 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 the variety of cultural offerings, which are 
expensive in other cities and are completely free here. Uh, of course, you're going to find uh, a difference in food and drink. Food and drink at prices, and in fairness, they've gone up kind of across Europe uh, and in Ireland and in and Barcelona and other places. The cost of labour have gone up, cost of energy has gone up. Everything that's going to be reflected in, 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 in prices. I'm not trying to defend that. I'm saying that's just something that's happened uh, across the board. But look, there's still huge value, again, I suppose, to, to plug what uh, we might be involved in if you, you know, from, from the various markets in, in Temple Bar across to the markets in Moor Street, you can pick up huge value and bargains in terms of street food. And I think it's all about looking and getting away from uh, from the main tourist drags as well, from from Temple Bar and other places, and getting across the city. There's a there's a huge there there is value to be found. Yes, Dublin is expensive, uh, capital cities are expensive, but we don't want to be cheap. I mean, I think that's the other side of the coin. I think I heard I heard it just at the start there at the top of your program. There were people talking about maybe it was a vox pop about you know the party capital and it wasn't as cheap as they thought it was going to be. I think that's a good thing. We don't want people. I remember the nineties when Dublin was an absolute Ibiza on the Liffey when people were coming in and it was two and three pounds a pint and people were yeah there was huge issues pound a pint and pegs a pound of pints yeah I mean look we don't want to go back to that and look even government policy health everything we're moving away from that again I'm not using that to defend I think it's 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 moved on we don't want to be a cheap destination it you know it does cost a little bit more money uh, to, uh, to to do things um, a, a little better mm. but there are a huge amount of value added particularly when it comes to culture and events and markets and things to do across the city that are free and that's good and I think that that enhances Are people guilty of not knowing then what's right under their nose? Yeah, I think, look, that that's quite quite often that's that's uh, just even, you know, you, you tend to, when you go abroad, you tend to probably do a bit more uh, research probably than you do when you come into Dublin City. You walk in, you find the first thing in front of you and you go into it. Uh, I think you have to do a little bit more work. Some of that has to be uh, communicated a little better and I think getting out here to talk about these things helps do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, look, capital cities are expensive but you have to go looking for a little value. And as I say, all of the new markets that have opened, and I mentioned there previously Moor Street, there's a whole range of new food there from Turkish food to African food uh, to, to Indian food stall and food sellers that have set up. And that's incredible quality, like incredible food at really, really accessible prices. You can wander over to the Mirage Market on Central Plaza, which runs every Sunday, fashion and food over to the Book Market in Bernardo Square, and then head around to any of the museums that you want to. Mm. So you can you can get value uh, um, by just moving around a little bit more. And it's a great city and it's very walkable as well. Seriously, you're not looking hard enough. I think that might be part of it. You know, I think one of the things that comes up as well, though, is that it obviously does vary on people who, who are living here and, and here each day and people who are just coming in. Because I think Dublin like that is very walkable, but it's also very vast. You know, there's lots of beautiful things to be seen out in Hoth or out in Bray or out in Greystones and, and all of those things. But, you know, you're out for the day, you're, you're paying for the transport there. And then when you're out there, you know, you are buying food and drink there as well. But I think for people who live here, you know, a lot of the places, a lot of the thoroughfare that we're used to, to walking on and being at and visiting, those things that we are visiting most often probably are very expensive. But, it, it, you know, I, I can concede that there's a case to be made for looking for it. But I think there's still the question of how much should you have to search for value? Some of these things should be, you know, you would hope in, in an ideal you know, a city as, as big and diverse as Dublin and as, as, as full of of people as Dublin is, you would hope that there would be a lot of value to be found there. Uh, it, does it come with the territory, though, to a degree? So we're the 38th most expensive uh, city, according to these rankings globally. We're actually the 26th biggest economy globally. And and I know there's an, an element of kind of leprechaun economics. And we can go into that if we want. But, you know, <laughs> we, we are a very well-developed and wealthy society. I mean, as a consequence, things are going to be a little dearer, aren't they? I mean, I think that is true. But if you look at places like, you know, New York, where they still have things like a dollar slice, 
you know, there's things like that where there's still, and that's still, you know, vastly available just off Times Square. You know, it's not something that's just kept to, to the you know, best kept secrets. I think that they, as, as much as, as developed as the city can be and as much as it can have to offer, and I do agree that not everything can be cheap or should be cheap. You know, there's things that we pay a premium for that we we, we do that with, you know, full agency and full full want to. Yeah. But I think that there's just maybe not enough of a balance between stuff that you're willing to pay premium for and things that just are expensive. Even stuff like, you know, I, I, I live quite near Defontaines. I'm a big purveyor of Defontaines when it comes to a pizza slice. But even that has gone up in price. And of course, everything has to. I understand that, you know, inflation isn't something we can ignore. Mm. But even then, for the cheapest pizza slice in the city, I don't know why I'm using pizza slices as a metric here, but it's just <laughs> something that's come to mind. But even then, even in, you know, a city as, as developed as we have, even that is way more expensive than you're going to find in a city as developed as New York. Mar- Mar- like Martin, it, it's it's very expensive to eat out in parts of New York. I was in a basic diner, I think I paid about 20 quid for uh, 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 scrambled eggs for breakfast, but I did get a 99 cent pizza slice down the road. Seriously, so is right about that. Is, <laughs> is it the variety we're missing, maybe? Yeah, no, I think we do have the variety. I think people don't move uh, very far. I mean, you know, obviously Temple Bar is a fantastic place and we offer incredible value, but if you move across to the north inner city and Moore Street and across the city, there's a huge amount to offer. I think sometimes it's a matter of just moving uh, to get a little bit. And I suppose there's also uh, there's other ways to look at it. Yeah, I mean, we're about New York getting a pizza slice for a euro I mean I ended up having to pay Mickey Mouse I think it was $10 to have my picture taken for after my kid <laughs> stood beside him I, I thought I could move away and it's like oh right okay that's just cost me $10 uh, and uh, I'm not sure what the uh, intrinsic value of that is look I think sometimes it's the convenience uh, of certain things within the city centre but look you mentioned things like you know a euro or a pizza slice for, for a euro but I mean if you go down to like uh, this is the place it's down on, on, on Wellington Quay it's, it's kind of an art space we can come along BYOB there's Happy's on Aston Key, which do two for ones and do deals like that, is that you can nip across over to the north, uh, the north inner city, and a lot of people should because it's and you've Cable Street and you have a lot of offering, you have a lot of choice. Like I think we just have to to, to, to work a little uh, a little harder sometimes and move out of our of our comfort zones. I mean, Sarah did mention you know hopping on the dart and heading out to Hoth or Malahide or Donabate or whatever. I mean, there's a huge amount in in Fingal, and I think that's something that Falls Ireland have been doing very well in terms of promoting and, and marketing Dublin. But on the other is, hand, is your big problem that perception is reality? Well, I think look, I think when you keep talking about the same things over and over again perception can become reality I think we also you know we have to you know sometimes we, we measure experience in the price of alcohol which I always find a, a kind of a, an interesting one it's not mandatory to drink you know but you know people start talking about the price of a pint or this that you don't have to do it you know you can, you don't have to have. yeah I know but it uh, uh, that, but you can't move I think that's just because it's you know? an equivalent there's the same thing you know, you get a, a pint of Guinness is is the same thing. You could you could compare. I mean, a, the I'm price of a pint of milk by Groot. The, pr- the price of a pint of milk is <laughs> is, is is maybe a different example. No, I, I I agree. But look, that's the same again in New York. I remember making the sta- mistake of sitting down in Union Square ordering a beer, and it was thirteen dollars. And I thought, well, that's at least a pint. But it was came out in the thing about the size of a can of Coke. You know, like, Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't just. Uh, I look at. I'm not just picking on New York for for, for any particular reason. <laughs> I look. I think you're right. I think you do have to move around. And I think tourist areas tend to be more expensive, whether that's in uh, Les Rambles or in, in, in Temple Bar or in other places. But, you, you, you know, there are other options to move around. And I mean, you, look, you talk about our rankings, you know, if that was the Premier League. We'd only be mid-table. We're not even near the Champions League. So I think we've even moved to a particularly bad spot. But at the same time, look, I think prices have changed and look we're, we deal with a lot of cities because uh, we deal with a lot of tourism authorities across across Europe and America and, and cities have changed and become more expensive since COVID. Everything's come more expensive uh, since that. I think we all feel that whether it's on your, your gas bill or, uh, or or whatever else you do. So, But look, do a little bit of shopping around, 
there is value out there. I think Dublin is a great city. It gets an awful lot of stick. And people are always going to give it a lot of stick. But it is, it's, it's a great city. It's a walkable city. You can enjoy lots of things in it that you don't have to spend a huge amount of money for. Um, to, uh, two drinks uh, each, two mains and a starter to share is 125 quid in my local in Dublin 14. Even McDonald's and Burger King are double the price here. Searsha is right. There's no big, big markets in Dublin, uh, just pubs. And Jim says it's a great city to walk around as long as you don't mind picking your way uh, through litter. So a variety of complaints uh, coming in, Martin, as you'd expect. Yeah, but I mean, people talk the text about line. it. And I'm always fascinated, particularly in, in, in we, we have a lot of people from Spain who come to work in, in Dublin. I mean, the wages in Spain are a hell of a lot less than the wages in Dublin. Now, I know the costs of a accommodation are and so on but also you know the, the cost of what people get paid per hour is ex- extremely lower than it is in in, in Dublin uh, and in other cities and that's reflected in, in the prices you're paying for food and drink as yeah, well because uh, uh, you have to factor that in and I think people forget people assume that businesses well they don't have to pay a thing called rates they do it's you know it's a couple of hundred thousand euros a year for most normal sized businesses within the city centre and other taxes now I'm not again I am just well I am defending them but there are costs and things aren't free. You don't have to turn on the tap and, and things arrive and costs have usually risen. I mean, if you can see it in your own house, your gas bills, your electricity bills and your food bills, they're the same in restaurants, hotels and bars. Now, I know they're making a, a profit on it so that adds uh, a lot more uh, cost on to, to the end user but that's unfortunately where we where we are. As somebody else points out, in Washington DC, 90% of the museums are free there uh, as well like the museums Martin mentioned in Dublin and a very cheap metro as well to ease the travelling around. So a plug for Washington uh, as well amongst the other uh, complaints. Martin, Thanks a million for coming into studio. The CEO of the Temple Bar Company, Saoirse Handy, features writer with the Irish Independent. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.